Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hello. this evening's time together. We have some people joining us here in the studio, and if you are on the road, if you're at home, if you're in the taxi, if you're by the Rolex stand, you need to share the link, because even though this was evening, what? December with Apmo, I brought a very dangerous song. Hey! I'm so excited to be here, my goodness. Tell them, tell them. Hey! And the the studio is full. And the word is ready to be served. It's going to be hot. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be healthy. My goodness, I'm so expectant and I hope you are. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on, put it to them. They haven't haven't had your voice (laughs) enough. Okay, I've just been thinking about what God has been doing in Worship Harvest lately. Last week, we had so many authors graduate from School of Leadership, over 138 authors. So I'm really excited. Lots of people graduated from School of Ministry. So we are going to have lots of church plants next year. I'm so excited. And then School of Practical Business, my goodness, my goodness, those businesses which are going to change the economy. Lots of things happening. This is serious. My name is Mose. My name is Ari. And we are your hosts for this December thing. Many of you are joining us on YouTube. Thanks for joining us. Some more water. Just make a comment. Something. Those who are joining us on Spirit TV, you're welcome. We are so glad that you could join us. We know that this slot just changed from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., so maybe usually tune into TV around this time and you're seeing some different faces. Uh, we are joining you live from Worship Harvest. Worship Harvest is a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission, and we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. We do plant life-giving, disciple-making, community-renewing churches, and if you are joining us on this channel right now on Spirit TV, on Spirit FM, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter Spaces, you just joined people who are committed to changing the story of other people, the, the story of our cities, the story of our nations through the gospel. Last Wednesday I was here alone. I tried the alone thing. It didn't work so well. Because when the camera is focused only on you, you cannot even be like, can I have my hunky? <laughs> <laughs> and you start blowing or, sn- or sneezing, depending out. on... Uh, out or in. Yeah, in or out. But here we are again. Uh, again, remember to share the link as we continue sharing. Last week we started talking about love. <clears throat> Uh, from the book of 1 John chapter 4 
and we say that just as uh, water is wet, sugar is sweet, fire is hot, God is love. Pastor Ari, what do you remember from last week? I remember that loving is for the beloved. Hey. Because that's how the scripture starts. And, uh-huh. you know, you really can't give something you don't have. Mm-hmm. So you have to be, have received the love of Jesus to be able to give it out. And you talked about you know, the way you struggle to give what you did not have. So that really stood out for me because if I'm not beloved, if I haven't received the love of Jesus, I really can't give what I don't have. Have you heard that? Loving is for the the beloved. beloved. Beloved, let's love one another for love is of God. And say that he who does not love does not know God because God is love. You can claim to lack certain spiritual gifts, but love is not a spiritual gift. So it's not something that you lack or do not lack. It's something that you practice. Love is a verb. Now, the reason we're talking about this is we want to go back to the foundations of our faith and to understand that we as believers, we are anchored and our whole faith experience is based on our anchoring in God's love for us. Because over time, especially if you are a minister like me and you work in church, you can forget that. You can start thinking all about your love for God, God me that, God me that, and you forget God's love for you. Sometimes it feels like the people in church are the ones who are least aware of the Father's love. And so we are trying to remind ourselves of the fact that God loves us and that he loves us beyond our understanding. Okay? Now, continuing with this theme of love, I've been sweating between three texts, but I think I've settled on one. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Aba Luganda Mission Community Abalumi Sulatano Romans chapter 5. Pastor Ari, are you going to help read for us? I am ready to read. It's over there. Uh, give us verse. Um, let's, let's start at verse 6. Romans 5 6. There we go. Romans chapter 5 verse 6 For when we were still without strength In Mm -hmm. due time Christ died for the ungodly For scarcely For a righteous man Will one die Mm -hmm. Yet perhaps for a good man Someone would even dare to die Mm -hmm. But God demonstrates His own love toward us In that while we were still sinners Christ died for us Now this is This is good stuff. This is important. He starts by saying, when we were still without strength, because for most people, they think that going to church, reading your Bible, praying, tithing, evangelizing, whatever, is going to cause God to love you more. Sweeping, Arranging chairs. Some people. There are people who have done some really lousy stuff in life. And 
what they've decided to do is they think they will pay back for their sins by serving God extra, extra. So they show up at church. I'm not saying this is everyone, but yes. there, there might be people yeah. at your church which you attend. And you, you see they are very diligent, but you don't know. Why? It's because they still think that God, that thing I did, if, if I serve you and what, please let us deal with it. But that's a complete misunderstanding of things. The Bible says when we were still without strength, when we were without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. That's very important. The people Christ died for are the ungodly. That's why we do evangelism. Sharing the good news. We are witnesses, not advisors. The gospel is good news, not good advice. And the good news is that the people Christ died for lie, are in a certain category. The category is called what? Ungodly. So any day you wake up and you're feeling ungodly, and it might not even be a feeling, it might be backed up by some evidence. <laughs> Just remember, you are the one Christ died for. You are the one Christ died for. It's always very interesting to remember that in the salvation equation, he brings the positives, you bring the negatives. Your biggest contribution to your salvation was your sin. And the more aware you are of that, the more you will cherish your salvation. That's why Paul writes and says that I, I, I was the chief. Says Christ died for sinners of whom I am chief. Paul called himself chief sinner. He was constantly conscious and aware of the state of his sin. Now, that is why I think he really loved God and did great things for God. Because he, he didn't come off as, God, I've done this for you, what, 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 now? No. He recognized he did not deserve the love he was receiving from God. So, Christ died for the ungodly. The ungodly. And sometimes people miss that. They think that, you know, God, the Bible says that for God so loved the world. It doesn't say for God so loved saved Christians that he gave. No. The world. The Bible says he has committed us a word of reconciliation. It says to wit that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses against them. That's Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. Yeah? That's, that, that's how God was reconciling the world to himself. How was he doing? Not imputing trespass. Imputing is like counting against. Like, strike one. 
Then you do something else like strike two. Let's just nowadays I, I hear people using a term that I, I've never had. Maybe I used to hear it when I was very young. I'm so sorry. I will never do it again. <laughs> we used to do that all the time. It's a lie. I don't, did it. you, know, and you know, it's not children. It's adults who keep texting me that I'm like, of course you're lying. You're going to do it. <laughs> I'll never do it. What's that? <laughs> yeah. So, how, how was God reconciling the world to himself? He was not imputing their trespasses to them. It's like for some of you when you go and your money is out and you go to that kiosk, you know the metallic one, near your home, around the corner, with that lady, where you usually go and pick things and they write you in a book. You have your own book there. Far from me. Rice. Two thousand. Sugar, Sugar. Half kilo. Half kilo. Two thousand. Uh, this oil. Uh, a candle. Three. You know. So quarter yeah. a bar of soap. Ba- yeah. Quarter. So, yeah. So you have. No, they do pieces. So you have your book there. They keep. That's imputing. They're imputing. And you've promised that at the end of the month when they pay your salary, you go and settle the bill. That's imputing. Yeah? Now, now, in, when, imagine God is done running that kiosk and he has your book. Some people even think God has a black book. <laughs> And every time you sin, he's supposed to write right. down. Now, it's a bit like those of you who go pick sugar, what? And they keep writing zero. Hey. Half kilo of rice, zero. Zero. Uh, zero. Uh, zero. Piece of soap, zero. <laughs> Omo, zero. Sugar, zero. People want the shop. They want to know where that kiosk is. <laughs> It's in heaven. You know, like some of you have refused to share the link. We are not imputing. This is December. We like it. Yeah, zero. So that is God. Fake thoughts, zero. Fake actions, zero. Fake words, zero. He just keeps writing zero. Because Christ died for the ungodly. Many of us don't know how our relationship with God works. We think God is counting sins. He's not. David wrote and said, Lord, if you marked our transgressions, who would stand? It's impossible for you to be righteous before God based on your actions. It's impossible. Do you want to speak something into that? I was just thinking that that is why it's very difficult for good people to get saved. Because they feel like 
I'm good. I don't drink. I don't sleep around. I don't smoke anything. I'm good. I look after my family. I do everything that a good person would do. But it's very difficult for them to get saved because they don't recognize their ungodliness and therefore they don't feel like they qualify for God's salvation. The rich young ruler came to Jesus and says, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may be saved? And he said, No one is good, only God. You see, even your husband is not good, only God. Yeah. Your wife, she's not good, only God. Now, boyfriend is even worse, but I will not go there. I'm not. Did I just talk about the boyfriend? You talked about him. Yeah. yeah. If your husband is bad, then the boyfriend is worse. So. Yeah. Look, you are say, touching. You are yeah. touching sensitive yeah. areas. I said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. Only God is good. Your boyfriend is bad. Your husband is bad. Your wife is bad. Your girlfriend is bad. Yeah, even the Ascari is bad. So only God is good. <laughs> only God is good. Only God is good. So this idea of trying to present yourself as good before God, it doesn't fly. It does not. So it says, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Let's first settle that. You and I, we are all, we have issues. Yeah, we have issues. Yeah. <laughs> we think the thoughts we shouldn't be thinking. We eat more food than we should be eating. We, 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 we. we say things we shouldn't be saying. And we don't say the things we ought to We have issues. We have issues. But Christ died for the ungodly. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Verse 7. Read for us verse 7 so that we remove all doubt. Verse 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Mm-hmm. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. Yeah. So he's saying, you know, there are some people, hmm? it's like, Kaleko, mm. Mm. if you're going to die for someone, mm. a righteous man, a bit, a bit, like this one. You know, some people are righteous. I don't know. I... Are you going to send them? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Not today. But I have a demonstration. You see, most adults have already lost their innocence. So if you're looking for a person towards whom people feel like that person is righteous, it is a baby. Yes. I imagine bubbles. Hey, bubbles. Bubbles. Yes, bubbles. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You see, if you cross the road without looking to the left, to the right, and to the left again before crossing. Mm-hmm. And then you're narrowly missed by 
a car which is coming and you didn't see it. When you get to the other side, you think people are going to have mercy on you. No, 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 no. They are going to abuse you. She said, Yes, it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. They are going to abuse you for not having looked. <laughs> you almost died, but they are abusing you. Yes. But if it was a baby, yeah. someone will throw almost throw themselves in the yes. road to rescue the baby. Mm, mm, mm. Because somehow in, in our hearts, eh, we don't think that babies are as sinful as the adults. Yes. But they are. Mm. <laughs> we just have a lot of mercy on them because they are selfish. They keep their mothers awake at night. They, they are just... <laughs> but we just love them. Like Labelle. Labelle. Hmm? <laughs> yes, she's so sweet. She's so sweet. <laughs> but she's a sinner. Mm, imagine. Imagine that. I really can't imagine that. <laughs> Someone here is writing, EJ is bad, Pastor Bobby. <laughs> violence <laughs> <laughs> oh god this is scarcely for so for a baby people are likely to put their life on the line try and rescue the baby before the truck comes it is see so that's what they are saying but not many people will do that even yeah, yeah. scarcely scarce. there are some few individuals few and far between yes who could put their lives on the line if a baby was involved? Because yes. they, they, a baby is considered relatively more righteous than mm. adults. Yeah? But look at next verse. But God mm. demonstrates, but, but God ah. demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But God the very people who hate him, the very people who disobey him, the very people who turn left when he says, right. turn right. The very people who speed up when he says, slow down. The very people who slow down when he says, speed up. Eh? He demonstrates his love for us. In that while we were still sinners, not righteous, not like a baby, crossing the road without looking, he gave his best for us. Christ died for us. It's like when we were at our worst, he gave his best because he has always desired the best for us. That's just the nature of God. And I think we are confused about it most of the time because we're like, that's not possible. That's not possible. Someone described good, the gospel as 
almost too good to be true news. Yes. Yeah, the thing you'll hear and say, that's, that's not possible. That's not possible. Yeah, well, I, I tell you, oh, no, no, they've given you the other building. That's not possible. Yeah. That's not possible. Get out of my face. Uh, like, you, but, but, yeah, like, you're lying. Get, get out. That's the gospel. Almost too good to be true news. Scarcely for righteous man. But God demonstrates his own love toward us. Wow. Do you want to say something into that? You know, in this season, when we've been doing evangelism and talking to our workmates and our family members about getting saved, we've encountered people who will say, I'm too sinful, I'm too dirty, I'm too messed up. I need to first change my life. I need to first clean up. I need to first become the good person in order to be accepted by, by Christ. But it says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And this verse really speaks to those people whom we are talking to who feel they are too far from God, too dirty, too messed up. And that's a big percentage of the world. They feel messed up, but Christ died for the ungodly. While we were still sinners Sinner. in that messy, dirty, sinful, even state. when you're still in that state, yep. Christ died for us. Wow. Wow. Imagine that person you've been having beef with for the last few weeks. Yeah. You know, usually people have someone they have beef with. Uh, may not be long standing beef, but there can be some beef. Yeah. Chicken, goat, beef. Yeah. So imagine you getting what you deem to be the very best gift you could ever give anyone. And you give it to them. Hmm. Now, for you, you're giving a gift, but God gave his own son. Hmm? Imagine that person you have beef with. I don't know who it is. I hope it's not your spouse. The person you have beef with, I hope it's not your spouse. But some guy you have beef with. Now imagine you found that person in a spot of bother when they are going to lose their lives. Maybe, I don't know what it could be, whatever the scenario. And then you say, you know what? You tell whoever it is that wants to harm them. Let them go. I'll take their place. Yeah. Yeah. That is God. That is God. Yeah. Beef, take your place. But it says, so God demonstrates, demonstrates. In other words, manifest, shows, exemplifies. Because it's not, you know, some people's love, you have to like discern it. I don't know whether this person loves me, but let me take it on faith. I think they love me. No, my friend, 
if you have to discern it, it's not love. If it is, it's not good love. Now, for God, he demonstrates it. You don't have to wonder. And this is the demonstration. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Someone who's watching, you need to hear this message. Someone who's watching, you've been confused about the Father's love for you. Someone who's watching, you've been stressed out, tired, discouraged, because you you don't it does it it doesn't seem like you can never do enough. Yeah. The enemy is always accusing you of not doing enough. When you read one chapter of the Bible, he will say, Why didn't you read two? When you pray one hour, he says, Why didn't you read? Pray two. You lead one person to Christ, he says, Why not three? That you need to put that behind you. You need to put that behind you. That's the devil. He's the, he's the accuser of the brethren. God loves you. Now, in verse 9, he brings in a twist. Read for us the twist. Much more than having mm. now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Uh-huh. And verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his, by his life. life. What he's saying is, usually we think the gospel applies to us when we are not saved. And that when you become saved, then they switch off the gospel. <laughs> so God loved you enough to get you into the fold. Now that you're inside, <laughs> slap, slaps. He says, much more than. What he's saying is, if, if he loved us that much when we were sinners, still sinners, still sinners much more than having now been justified by his blood. Justified is just as if you had never sinned. Have you ever sat there and imagined yourself just as if you had never sinned? Now that's true. It's not an imagination. I will say that again. That's not an imagination. That's a truth. There's a difference between truths and imaginations. Much more than having now when now, now. you see this is what they call past participle having been justified it's not just much more now that we are justified it's not an ongoing process justifying us no you see there is Ari it Ari eat. Ari eat. Food, food. Food. Okay. Ari is eating. eating food. Ari ate food. 
That's past tense. I'm trying to teach English here. <laughs> if you missed that class, now is your chance. So there is, there is uh, mm, Ari eat. That's like instruction. Mm. Ari eats food. Yes. That is uh, present continuous. continuous. Huh? Mm. Ari is eating Eat. food. That's present simple. simple. Mm. Huh? Ari ate food. Past. Past tense. Please don't use eat it. It is ate. <laughs> Every eight foot, that's past tense. Ari has eaten food. That's almost like past participle. Now there's Ari Ari having eaten food. It's like, hey, that's a past Mm. (laughs) eight. Teacher Clarence made it to clarify. Yeah. Like much more than having been justified. justified. It's like the finality of it all. It's final. Yeah. Having been justified. Like, how do they pull you from there? No, it's not possible. Having been justified by our actions? No. 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 By our goodness? No. no. By our whatever, whatever, whatever. No. no. By his, his blood. We shall be saved, so sought. From wrath through him. And then it says in verse 10 For if when we were enemies, mm. like, mm. if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of Isa. Much more having been reconciled, they are taking that for it's a done deal. Mm, mm, mm. You were justified, you are just as if you had never seen. You were reconciled. We shall be saved by his life. We shall be saved by his life. Hey. Verse 11. And not only that, Mm. but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Amen. Amen. Not only that, but we also rejoice. You see, I think there's a direct correlation between joy active joy. Rejoice is joy on wheels. Yeah? Some people's joy they have it. It's deeply seated. It never comes out. It cannot be tempted to come out. It switched off the the lights and went to bed and drew the curtains. Yeah, that's their joy. But when someone is rejoicing, the joy has put on wheels. Yes. It's out. The lights are on. It's moving. Yes. Everyone can tell that that right there is joy. It's joy. 
So we rejoice. And then it says in verse 12, Therefore, just as through one man, just as through one man, therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. Then there is a dash. And he opens brackets to explain that thing. And that explanation is from verse 13 to verse 17. And it is very, very deep. I don't want to dive into it because I don't know how much oxygen I have to be able to come back to the surface. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with the outside the brackets. You get, eh? He says, for for therefore he's bringing a, a basic truth mm. that sin entered the world through one man you are not a sinner because you sin you sin because you're a sinner yeah you are a sinner by nature you're a possessor of the sinful nature So that's what he's saying. And he says, when sin entered, guess who came with it? Death. Death entered through sin. Sin entered through one man. Death entered through sin. I don't know whether that's integration or differentiation. I want to go there. And then he opens brackets to explain something quick there. It's not quick, but let's try. He says, for through, for though, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there is no law. Yeah. There was sin, but it was not imputed. Remember the imputation we talked about? Going to the kiosk and picking salt and, and flour and sugar and their writing. Yeah, he says, no, people were picking salt, flour, sugar, but they were not writing. Yes. Because there was no system to tabulate. That's why Abraham married his sister, which is against the law. And he got away with it. Hey, half-sister. It's against the law. So, so, so it's bad. It doesn't mean that it wasn't sin just because there was no imputation. It was sin. Yeah, you took the sugar. You put it in the tea. The tea was sweet. Mm. It's just that they did write in the book yes. that you had taken sugar. They wrote zero. Okay. Never, then he says, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even though, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. Who is the type of him who was to come? So in others, they were still taking sugar. Even though they were not writing. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the, by the, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. He's saying that the system that brings in death through Adam and sin is not as efficient as the system that brings in life through Jesus Christ and eternal life. So in other words, it is still hard to explain why there are more unsaved people than saved people. The only explanation is that you haven't planted a church. Oh. 
Yeah. Christ's system is more efficient than the system of the world. Because to get one sinner, you need two consenting adults who are at least 18 years. So that's 36 years combined plus nine months. 37. 37 years to produce just one sinner. After that, you can repeat, repeat, but it takes that long. Now, to produce one righteous person, you just go out for evangelism to the neighborhood. You come back with righteous people, souls, yes. souls, souls. Wow. wow. That's wow. Paul is saying. That's why Paul is saying. <laughs> the free gift is not like the offense. For by the one man's offense, many died. Much more, the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. It's just that we haven't told them. We were sent to tell them and we haven't told them. Yeah. Alright, so I was explaining that the free gift is more efficient than the death and the sin that came with Adam. And the only difference is we haven't told people the story of redemption, of salvation in Christ Jesus. And now I'm telling you, it's not about what you do. It's about what he's done. That's where the story starts. Yes. It doesn't start with you. It starts with him. Hey. And verse 16 says, And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned for the judgment, which came from the one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in just much more. Much more. Much more. So he was explaining all that is in brackets, but where he started saying, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Bracket, close bracket. Therefore, he repeats himself, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. It was one man who sinned, and judgment came, the offense came, sin came, death came. One man, one man's righteous act, Jesus Christ, who was without sin, but died for us. The free gift came to all who believe. Amen. 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 It says, For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Wow. Wow. It says, Moreover, the law entered that offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more so that as sin reigned in death even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord now I don't know if you survived all the outages and glitches and you're still on this call it means that if you have never given your life to Jesus you need to do that because the one man's righteous act resulted in life for all you and I and right now, I would like to give you an invitation. If you've never considered it, right now, wherever you're watching from, whatever time of day, 
those who are watching us live, those who watch us later, the invitation to salvation is yours. And God knows where you are. God knows your heart. God knows what you're searching for. God knows you haven't found it. And he's offering eternal life. So wherever you are, I want you to just put your hand up as an act of faith if you have not received Christ Jesus and you want to do it now, you're doing it today and just pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I give my life to you. Take my life. Take my life. And do something significant with it. Do something significant. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And take me on this journey. And take me on this journey. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, I believe you're born again. And there's a number on that screen, 0775642449. All you need to do is text that number or call that number. There's a pastor on the other end of that line. And we would like to get on this glorious journey with you. Amen. Amen. Pastor Ari, do you want to pray and bless these people as we close? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the free gift of Jesus Christ that he took our sin and gave us his righteousness. Thank you that we are born again. Thank you that we have joy within us because of that awareness. May we even be more aware. And may we not stop at being aware, but may we tell many people, may we just be so excited about this salvation that we will tell everybody. And many will come into the fold. Many will come into the kingdom. Many will be born again because of our testimony. We thank you that you love us and you demonstrated it in giving us Jesus. And so we appreciate the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next Wednesday at 6. It's 6, not 5. 6 o'clock. Now, next week we have Christmas Eve service. Hey. Well, first of all, the Sunday garage uh -huh. at 9 and 11.15. And 7.30 is business garage online only in December. We'll be back live in January. And then next week, what day is Christmas Eve? Friday. Friday? Friday. That's perfect. Yeah. Because we have a, an incredible, incredible celebration organized for you. Going to be right here at Worship Harvest Nalia and online. So come out. I know some of you are going to the villages. Some of you are not. Come out in large numbers and let's have an incredible Christmas celebration. Christmas Eve celebration. Then on Christmas Day itself, which is what? Hey, Saturday. Uh, Saturday. We have a Christmas Day service at 9 o'clock oh, at all our locations. So, don't let nobody tell you they are closed. They are not. Mm -mm. 9 o'clock, only one service. If you are one of those people who first cook all the 15 dishes before you come to church, you will miss us. So, 9 to 11, and we will be going home to also cook. So, God bless you so much. See you on Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. 
For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.